Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Hello and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Rob Longo with Stewardship and Mission of Faith, and I'm joined today by Tom Fertile and Tom DeAngelis. How are you guys doing? Good. Never better. Great All is well. Here. All right. Good to be here. For those of you who have joined us before, welcome back to Reflections from the Heart. For the new, the newcomers, Reflections from the Heart is a gospel reflection where we look at the gospel for the coming Sunday. So we're going to look at the gospel that we will hear uh, this coming Sunday. We'll read it, and uh, we'll just see what the Holy Spirit says to our hearts here in the studio, and we'll share uh, with each other, with you. But as you're listening, and if you have a chance to, to get a Bible, it's Luke 13, 1 to 9. Luke 13, 1 to 9. And uh, you know, as you're listening, if you're by yourself, just just see where the Lord tugs on your heart you know, as you hear a word or a phrase. And uh, as Mary did, just, just ponder that and see what God might be asking you to do to, to live the gospel in, in everyday life. So before we jump into the gospel, why don't we open up with a prayer? Tom, if you can lead us, please. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, as we continue this journey of Lent, help us to remember that following your Son, Jesus, is a journey. It's a journey that takes deliberate action, deliberate effort, each and every day. It's a journey in that we may wax and wane in our closeness, in our fidelity. But when we drift away, we know that you will bring us back if we open our hearts and allow you to work through us. And we are encouraged by that. And when we feel close to you, help us to stay strong. For it seems that many times temptations arise the most when we draw closer to you. So help us to realize the journey. Provide us with your strength for the journey with courage to make good decisions, to be faithful, and to pick up our cross each and every day and follow you faithfully. We ask this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father Son, and Son of the Holy Spirit. Spirit amen. amen. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate, appreciate that. Tom DeAngelis, if you can read yep. the gospel for us, please. Got it. <clears throat> this is uh, again from Luke chapter 13, verses 1 to 9. Some people told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with blood of, the blood of their sacrifices. Jesus said to them in reply, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were greater sinners than all other Galileans? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 people who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think that they were more guilty than everyone else who lived in Jerusalem? By no means. I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. And he told them this parable. There once was a person who had a fig tree planted in his orchard. And when he came in search of fruit on it, but found none, he said to the gardener, for three years now, I have come in search of fruit on this fig tree, but have found none. So cut it down. Why should it exhaust the soil? He said to them in reply, sir, 
leave it for this year also, and I shall cultivate the ground around it and fertilize it. It may bear fruit in the future. If not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Uh, I don't know if maybe you guys can help me out. The one thing that uh, over the years that I have, have not been able to, to make a part of my regular, uh, you know, or a regular part of my journey is the examination of conscience. I, I do the examination, but it's not as regular as some other aspects of life. And this gospel really just screams that out, that, you know, we need to not worry about anybody. We, we need to look at our own life. You know, what are, what are we doing? What are we saying? What are we thinking? What are we omitting that, that we should be doing? Because Jesus says very clearly with exclamation, exclamation marks, uh, you know, are these greater sinners? By no means, right? But I tell you, if you do not repent. So if I, I know I need to repent, but if I'm not doing the, the examination on a regular basis, well, I truly know what do I need to repent of? Um, so do, do you guys have any mm-hmm. things that you do that as it, as it relates to examination that, that helps make it a, a, a part of your life? Yeah. Uh, the one thing that, I, that I've encountered in my prayer life over the years is that um, night prayers in the office uh, now, being a lay Dominican, I'm required to pray morning and evening prayers, which a lot of lay people pray. But there's also there's there's five other offices that can be prayed during the day. So there's there's an office of the readings, which has two scripture readings in it, and then there's night prayers. So morning and evening prayers are usually like estimated roughly around nine o'clock or you know the first thing in the morning, and then uh, evening prayers are about six. So night prayers are typically right before you go to bed. You know, in the in the monastery, it's twelve midnight. Right at the very beginning of that, as soon as you open the book, or in my case, I pull the app up, right at the top, it says examination of conscience. So it prompts you every night to think about the day and what things you did that were good. More lately, it's not so much those things that I've done wrong, but those opportunities for love, for caring, for compassion, for openness, for help for that I missed that really bother me, bother me. Cause you know, you get it to a point and I'm not, you know, I'm not a saint, I'm not perfect, but certainly like uh, one of, one of our pastors used to say at the gospel reflection, I, I don't go out and commit adultery in the afternoon and, you know, and then go home and say hello to my wife. Um, I don't do anything big, you know, like that. And, but there are things like that, that we look at, am I really sacrificially loving people in my life. And I think that's really the the challenge. But I think if you have a habit like that, like I've committed to that as part of my lay Dominican vocation, somehow or another to trigger that at night before you go to bed, like I, I keep the stuff right, I keep, you know, things right next to my bed. So it reminds me, you know, that, that this is what I committed to do. So I think that's helpful uh, input well, on that. You know, what we said in these reflections, we go by the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So since you asked, Rob, the first thing that came to mind <laughs> when you said that was, um, softly falls the light of day as the campfire fades away. Silently each scout should ask, have I done my daily task? Have I kept my honor bright? Can I guiltless sleep tonight? Have I done and have I dared everything to be prepared, right? 
Yeah, so that's yeah. from the Boy Scouts. That was an, a common um, evening, end of the day, you know, Vesper little song that yeah, we would yeah. use. Um, and you look at it, it really is exactly what you just got done saying. Yeah. It's night prayer. It's night reflection. As the day is falling, as, you know, it's end of the day, um, each scout asks, you know, have I done my daily task? Well, of course, in scouts was do a good turn daily. So the first part of reflection is that I do what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to do something good for the world. Yeah. Did I do something today? Have I kept my honor bright? You know, the scout, all, all the, the the codes and the laws, you know, um, have I done anything that would, you know, would impugn my honor being, trying to be an upright, reverent, loyal, trustworthy, you know, young man. And then, you know, have I done everything to be prepared, which is the motto. So not that everybody needs, needs to use that scout reflection, but right. it really hit me that that's really what that is. And that's what I find useful in the evening. I don't sing that every night to myself, but I, but I, I think <laughs> yeah. about that day. How did the day go? You know, God, where were we today? Right, Father, how, how was my walk today? You know, let's think about, you know, where where it was and where it wasn't. And what I find is, and I guess probably the roots of some of the reflective things you talk about, Tom, is that kind of sinks in, kind of mulls around. And it's not about beating myself up because you definitely could, I'm sure every night we can think about the things we did wrong. I'll speak for myself. Yeah. There's usually mm-hmm. a couple of them during yeah, the day, yeah. but it's about, you know, being mindful, you know, it's about being mindful and just like, you know, like, that kind of, I guess, hit me in the opening prayer as well. The idea of you're going to mess up on the journey. You're going to make a mistake. All right, let's shake it off and let's start tomorrow and, and pick up that cross. So that, that, um, and if it needs to have the confession part of it, then get to confession. But each day, just having that little bit of reflection, I think how many times have we hit reflection? I think it's come up a lot lately, and maybe rightly so during Lent, that it's just it's just a pause. There's a lot of ways to to uh, you know go to bed at night. And Tom, you mentioned you know having the having the readings. How many people you know whip out the phone or they go to bed because they're binging Amazon Prime <laughs> or just one last look at Facebook? It's like. Just put it down, unless you're using an app, you know, but put it <laughs> yeah. down and just take a few minutes to review, you know, how, how, did, how did the day go? And then without, you know, self, uh, you know, beating oneself up, think about it and uh, go to bed with the thoughts of, all right, Lord, all right, Father, tomorrow I'm going to walk again. And where, mm-hmm. I, where I failed today, let's, let's try to draw me in closer. I don't That's know. That's good. Thanks, so, guys. Thanks, guys. Because yeah. the word repent is in here twice. Yeah. And yeah. I... I don't know if, if either of you ever heard or any of our listeners, uh, my Father Richard, Father Larry. Yeah, Father Larry. Has an awesome talk on confession. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's in that talk where one of his uh, non-Catholic Christian pastor friends says, you know, Richard, you guys, you Catholics are always confessing but never repenting. You know, he kind of makes a, a joke about mm-hmm. it. Like you go to confession, you know, mm-hmm. it's great to confess our sins, but repenting is really changing direction, turning. So yeah. without... Going through what you guys are just saying, and and asking God's grace to truly turn away from and turn towards our Lord and go in a different direction, right? Change our direction and and repent. If we're not going through that, we're not going to know specifically how to pray or what grace to ask for, or right. what you know, where to invite God into that. I think it's I think it's important um, based on that comment that you just related from the the pastor that we understand that. Confession and repentance are not necessarily separate. They might be at they might be at different ends of a spectrum, because I don't think you can come to true repentance. I think it's an illusion if you say I've repented, like it's a once and done thing. 
because I think people have that experience when they're when they have their initial conversion experience and they're brought back into you know brought back into the church if they've fallen away or that you know there's a big event. I've never been Christian or I've never been Catholic. I've been baptized and I'm on fire now. But that doesn't. Most of us are way beyond that, you know. And confession is what allows us to do the spade work of repentance. It allows us to turn every day because it's not just a once and turn, you know. Like Jesus talked about when Peter was out, you know, on the on the lake and said, "Have you caught anything?" No. He said, "Well, cast your net over the other side." You know, so take it from the side where there's no fish and put it on the side that I'm telling you to put it on. And but now from now on, every time you fish, you have to fish on the side that the Lord tells you to fish on. So you need to check yourself every time you fish, not just once. They caught a vast number of fish that they almost sank the boat. But the next time they go out fishing, if they do the wrong thing again, they're going to they don't do what the Lord is telling them to do. So I think that's the challenge of repentance. There is a there is a big turning I think that we all go through in our in some conversion experience and you know I've had several of them in my life where the big ahas where I realized I was off track or I had slipped you know but it's the daily hard work of saying what did I do today because once you get to the point where you're quote unquote not doing anything obviously wrong are you are you approaching sacrificial love any better each day than you were yesterday and that's more the challenge repentance is not um, I I gave myself to Jesus and it's done and it's over and now I'm just going to try to live the best life I can. I've already repented. It's already done. You know, you I, we all backslide. You can backslide, you know, very easily. Satan's always at your elbow waiting to... So you need to pay attention to that. But more importantly, this draw, that, that mix between you know, selfishness and selflessness that you're, we're being called to one side. And I think that requires daily... Uh, investigation. And the other thing I will say is that the more I, the, the more you do that, I think evening or whenever it is that you do it, uh, evening's a recommended time, the more likely it is that you'll have things of substance to take to confession on a monthly or even, you know, bi-weekly or weekly basis. And I think that's the, at the end of our life as, as Catholics who profess our faith and try to live it every day, at the end of our life, the repentance is not going to be, did you turn once upon a time when you were baptized or did you turn when you were confirmed or did you turn when you got married? It's going to be, were you turning every day? And that's our challenge because unlike the good thief, we don't, we can't live a, a life like that and then count on at the end, I'm going to happen to be crucified next to the Savior and he's going to let me in, you know? And what did he say? He didn't, he didn't confess his sins. He said, he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. It was just a pure profession of faith. Just remember me when you get there. And Jesus said, you know, you'll, you'll, be, there with, you'll be there with me. And I think that's really the key. So to confuse confession and repentance, I think say they're two separate things is not, I think confession is what leads to true repentance in life, a life of repentance and growth in that sacrificial love that we're all called to, that self-giving you know, total self-giving for other people. Who who can say that while they're alive, they're totally self-giving for other people? You know, anybody can. Right, yeah. right. You know, and you have like you know, Rob. You mentioned repentance twice. You know, and it, and it's 
of course, what, what sticks out to me is repent, you know, and what's the admonition, you know, or perish, right? right. And again, <laughs> repent or perish. And then the last, you know, the last example there with the gardener is, you know, um, uh, which it's, it's almost to me, I look, I viewed it as, okay, you, you have repented, you've got uh, something going, but still, if there's no fruit, cut it down. And that to me is almost what hit me, Tom, as you're talking, you know, um, even when one repents in that I acknowledge my need for a savior and acknowledge Christ in my life, now what? That's the beginning. That's, that's the it's beginning. Not, that's it's not, not the, the, I mean, yeah. Jesus says, you know, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Right. He didn't say, well, if you love me, then everything's fine. Don't worry about what you do. You know, you've, 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 you've accepted me. Now everything's after that. It's no, you still like St. Paul says, work it out with fear and trembling. Not that we're earning anything. That's not going to hold dissertation on salvation, you know, but we're not, we're not working it. We're not earning it. He doesn't owe us anything, but we, we turn to Christ and then there should be fruit that comes from that. Um, we keep the commandments. The last chapter of Matthew, or Matthew right? You know, yeah. I was hungry. Did you feed the hungry? Did you clothe the naked? There's an expected fruit that comes from, you know, following Jesus. These are the things that we do, um, which is part of the ongoing, as I think you said, Tom, like the ongoing um, conversion and, and, and being sanctified and, and being part of the salvific action of, of God by responding to that gift with love, with charity, and, and, and by upholding the commandments. So it's, it's not a, it's not a, I'm I'm finished now. Everything's fine. I mean, think about any relationship we have. Think about your spouses. Think about, you know, it's, it's never, you know, oh, I'm married. That's the Mm -hmm. end. Everything's okay. Exactly. Uh, A little bit more complicated than that. You know, (laughs) there's a, there's a, that's the beginning of the journey. Uh, Definitely not the, uh, the end all. And uh, I was talking to a, a former farmer former farmer, say that 10 times mm. real fast, former farmer. Uh, and he said, cultivation and, uh, and fertilizing. So that's, that's hard work. Like if you're doing it big time yeah. and pruning, man, it's just, it's, it's hard work. So um, sometimes we can't do that work on our own. And I, I really like the end where it says, you know, where, where this, the, the gardener comes to the aid of the, of the fig tree, you know, let me till right. it and cultivate. And uh, I just put the words accountability partners, right? They, you know, at Stewardship Mission of Faith, we help, uh, we help start and, and facilitate gospel reflection groups and stewardship of leadership groups. And, you know, with Integrity, Integrity Restored, we have informed groups. And then with the Fathers of St. Joseph, we're going to have um, lead groups. So we have these, these groups that we can help each other cultivate and fertilize, right? And so we're not, God doesn't want us to do it alone. I mean, this is, this is hard work and, uh, and especially the pruning, you know, we, we may be reticent to prune ourselves, but if we have good friends in faith um, and we have that relationship, then they'll, they'll help, they'll help us. You know, I'm, I'm gearing up for um, uh, a parent talk, Robin, and, and what you said really hit me because, again, my main message to parents is we talk about like wanting to, uh, you know, kind of direct and guide our children and we want them to, you know, end up ideally, of course, being holy and going to heaven, et cetera. Even though when we pull parents sometimes, you know, what do you want for your child? Well, I want them to be healthy. I want them to be happy. I want them to be successful. Yeah, but let's get to the heart of it, right? <laughs> First thing should be you want them to go back to the father. But the main role, of course, is 
like you said, Rob, it's the fertilization. It's the cultivation. The job as the parent is to create, to till the soil, to create the environment whereby that child can have the most, you know, successful chance of remaining with the father. We get focused on the end. You know, what what did my child do? Well, what have you done up front to till that soil? You know, are you providing the environment that's, you know, when it comes to the, you know, social media or the movies or the music or the relationships, are you guiding and directing, keeping them on that soil where then that relationship with God can grow? And that's, that's, that, that's the part that we can control. There's a lot about parenthood that we can control with our kids. We know that, okay? But what we can, can control is that environment and some of the things you talked about, Rob, you know, such as the Father of St. Joseph, that example. What is the example that I, that I send as the parent, you know, as dads? And that lead program really, you know, hits, hits us as dads. You know, do I take that role? Am, am, am I, are my children learning the love of God by their interaction with me? And that's, you know, on one hand, it sounds very simple. On the other hand, that could be very daunting, but that's their interaction. I mean, their first understanding of God's love is how it comes through the parents, you know. So that's the role that we have to cultivate and to till that soil uh, to give them opportunities to be successful. And that's the part we should be, that, that takes reflection and yeah. repentance yeah. and confession and constant grace. And, and experience. And I remember <laughs> my wife and I were talking about this and, and I've, I've had this experience and it worked too is, like when you're finished with raising your kids, you know exactly what you what to do. Yeah, but, but it's over. You know, like we had, right. I used to work on these big projects, and every one of them was a little bit different. They had a similar format, or they had similar structures to them. But when we finish, we say, "Okay, now we know exactly what to do the next time we get a project like this." But we never got another project right, like exactly that. Like that, you right. raise one kid, and you think, "Now I know what to do," and the next one comes along, and they're completely different. So the the Lord keeps us. But the other thing too, I used to think about. Um, we, we can't, it's, do you ever see that, uh, that sport curling, oh, yeah. play it on ice sure. with the stones and, you know, and they, the thing that always fascinated me was the sweeping, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they used to use Who regular, that, they right? used to use regular, <laughs> thought it was a sport. Regular, <laughs> oh, sorry, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. Curlers. That's good. <laughs> they used to use regular, you know, broomsticks and now they have these special things that they, but like it's the, the essence of the game is you can't really touch the stone once it leaves the, you know, the, yeah. the oh, setter's yeah, yeah. hand. Good, good. But the only thing you can do is sweep in front of it. So I used to think about that with the kids. It's like, I can't, I, you can't directly change a person. You know, you can't order your kids to do something and because they'll find it, it'll, it'll, you know, after a while, it'll, it doesn't work. Right, or you get right. thrown out of the game if you touch, the, you know, touch the stone. But you can influence them. And there's a skill in figuring out, should I sweep on this side or sweep on that side? Or should I sweep faster or slower? Or should wow. I stop sweeping? Or, you know, and there's people always yelling encouragement to them, telling them what to do. But it always struck me as being, you know, the people who really know what they're doing are the ones who have done it over and over again, and uh, they get experience. But again, with raising a family or, you know, doing a project, you never, you don't get a chance to do exactly the same thing over again. So, but we do have the ability to infer from things that we've done and say, well, I could do at least a little bit better each time, you know, with either with the kids or the people that we work with on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's the point of, you know, this ongoing confession that leads to a life of repentance. And it, it shouldn't be just a life of repentance. I mean, it should be, that's the foundation. That's where we're, we're constantly reminding ourselves to turn a little bit more. Like when we turn, we don't turn all the way. We don't turn all the way full face to God and totally sacrificial love and give ourselves to other people, no holds barred, 
it takes a while. We're only we're facing that way, you know. But the rest of our body isn't yeah. isn't there yet. So we that's the part I think that needs to be cultivated over a period of time. And that's the hard work, because and it's, it's where we end up, like the good thief. It's not it's not where we started or where we are in the middle. You know, it's where we end up. And, and Tom, it's it's a wrestling match. Uh, as you're yeah, as you're saying, sacrificial love. Just this past week, um, I was asked to do a pretty menial task around the house and. Uh, yeah, it was during a time when I wasn't feel,ing very, you know, a lot Self, of lovey-dovey uh, yeah. feelings towards yeah. the you know the individual that was asking me to do this thing, and I was resenting doing it while I was doing it, asking forgiveness for resenting. While I mean, it was like, it was, it was like an instantaneous. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm so I chose to do it, but I'm resenting doing it and asking for forgiveness. And help to get over my resentment while I'm still do- while I'm still doing it, right? So, um, yeah, you know, the, the sacrificial love thing is probably going to be a, a wrestling match for 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 most of our journey here. Yeah, and well, just that awareness that you that you had that experience and that you were you were c- kind of working it at the time. I think that's one of the fruits of you know regular confession and regular uh, repentance and regular humbling yourself to recognize that this isn't really right and I shouldn't be so, and I can't really get rid of this myself, you know, this feeling of resentment, but I can go to the Lord about it. So to have those two, I mean, that's our life in a nutshell right there. You know, we're, we, like St. Paul says, we don't do the things that we ought to do, but we we're drawn to do the things that we don't really want to do. And you've both just highlighted, again, seems like simple things, but really important nuggets. So the first part is, like you said, through confession, through reflection, through examining the conscience, you actually become better and identifying, oh, I got that attitude again. I got that point of view again, which is, the only, which is only the first part. It's an important part. And then, Rob, you, you nailed it. Then but the second part is, okay, involving the father in that, at that moment, you know, when, and, and that's where I know where I'm, when I'm firing well on my spiritual cylinders, when I can identify identify, you know, that thought, that idea that I, 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 don't, I should not be entertaining and I don't want to entertain, you know, um, and then, all right, God, I need you with me with this. I'm going to offer it back to you. So we can master those two little, you know, disciplines. I think, you know, we're, we're, we're well on our way. Identif- identifying the problem, being self-aware of, you know, when something's welling up and then immediately, all right, Father, walk with me with this one. You know, what are you going to show me through this or how are you going to take this away or help me through it? That's, that's good stuff right there. And, and uh, curling as the model of parenthood. I'm going to use that for my next talk, all right? So I'm going to steal uh, that uh, one. Tom, that's good. D- Tom Dan, I mean, that, that was beautiful. I mean, <laughs> so it's such a great image because um, my, my oldest, our oldest daughter said, uh, Dad, when you stop pushing, that's when I really felt that I was able to start, have my own relationship with the Lord. But then she also said... Uh, it was so nice growing up in a Catholic home that we had, you know, regular prayer and we prayed the rosary, took me to mass, like daily mass sometimes. So, so you were sweeping, like, sweeping, like, sweeping, 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 so but you had to know when yep. to stop yeah. sweeping. Yep. Yeah. Or, or I was like sweeping in the beginning Yeah. when I knew like she was like little, yeah, like, yeah, innocent. Yeah, yeah. And then I was maybe like trying to push a little bit during a stage and then I started sweeping some more, just like praying behind the scenes. Yeah. So as parents, and you're getting ready for that parent talk time, but it's like, how do we balance that? Like, we can't just totally abandon everything. So that gets back to your creating the environment, but probably the most difficult thing, especially for dads, is silence. Like, are we trusting enough of God the Father that we enter into silent prayer 
and and fasting on behalf of for our kids, right? That 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 groundwork, that sweeping in prayer is is the most important. So that's the invitation we're going to leave everybody with. Whether you're a mom, a dad, a aunt, an uncle, let's uh, grandma, grandpa, let's let's break let's break into prayer and uh, storm heaven for those we love. God bless each and every one of you. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.